This is a news laundry podcast and you're listening to NL Hafta. Angrez apna lagan aur news laundry apna hafta kabhi nahi chhodte. Welcome to another episode of NL Hafta and it is likely that by the time this hafta is uploaded we would have completed our migration to a new content management system CMS so the news laundry experience will be a lot smoother. There is an off chance it may go into the weekend but by Monday definitely we would have completely migrated. So thank you for your support and for your patience. I told you achhe din will come and they are just around the corner. So uh, on that note, let me introduce our panel today uh, and then we shall move on to the headlines. Joining us from the phone line uh, from Jammu, on the phone line from Jammu Radha is Anuradha Bhaseen Jamwal. Hi Anuradha. Hi. So you are a journalist with three decades of experience in covering Jammu and Kashmir and you have a special focus on border issues, the conflict in Kashmir and human rights. You're the executive editor of Kashmir Times. It's the oldest English daily in JNK and you have done several research projects on media reportage, conflict, human rights and gender and it contributes regularly to several newspapers magazines and most recently you have also contributed a piece to News Laundry which is very good. Congratulations. It was very well done. Thank you. You have been a Commonwealth Fellow in 2016 and 2019. You petitioned India's top court against the communication and media blockade in Kashmir. What's happened to that? What's the status of that petition? Uh, well, the court decided in principle that uh, you know fundamental rights and uh, freedom to expression cannot be violated, and that internet is a important medium of that freedom of expression, hmm. and that state cannot use arbitrary powers. to um, impose restrictions like internet ban but they did not say that reinstate the no net. they did not they did not revoke the ban and they they actually asked the government to uh, review it the government has come out with an order saying that uh, the partial internet connectivity in jammu would be restored in the sense that uh, 2g services will start at a slow speed and virtually it hasn't started with effect from 15th january this was supposed to start in srinagar they have refused to restore internet services they said they'll add 400 additional kiosks which are completely under surveillance and they're on ground actually there has been no more addition to the existing kiosks i see so um status quo status yeah. quo is supreme yeah, so court far. so Other than Anuradha on the panel, I am joined by Manisha Pandey. Hello. Mehraj. Hello. Hi. And Raman Kripala, managing editor. Hi, Anuradha. Before Hi. Manisha tells us the headlines, can I just request our listeners to consider contributing the new NL Sena project? Our new news on the Sena project is hashtag Budget with Vivek Call. Many of you have been reading Vivek Call's work and following him. He is, in my view, one of the best writers to explain the economy and macroeconomic, you know, policy. Uh, he simplifies it and he doesn't put it full of jargon. And as they say, जो जो जानत वो समझावत ना ही पता नहीं कैसा दोहा टाइप है बाबा बुल्ले शाह का. Basically, that the one who understands it best can explain it simply. So he's going to be doing. Uh, uh, <laughs> clearly, I'm not that person. Uh, so. Uh, Vivek is going to be writing a series of four for us, Manisha. Four, yeah. yeah four yeah. pieces on the run-up to the budget. Uh, you know, breaking down data, uh, giving you some sort of context. Trust me, you will, you know, hugely benefit from reading his work. Uh, but this takes time, energy, effort, and resources and money. So I request you to go to newslaundry.com and click on NL Sena. and contribute to the nlsena project so that we can ensure that vivek gives considerable amount of time and dedicates 
you know, whatever resources and time he can as much as possible to this project because that will lead to better news reportage, better analysis. That will benefit us all. And news is a public good, so you should pay because when the public pays, the public is served. When advertisers pay, advertisers are served. So become an NLCNA member for the Budget with Wake Call series. So Manisha, can you give us the headlines before we go across to our guest and discuss Kashmir and this cop, the rogue yes, cop? Yes, yes. The strangest story uh, that made headlines this week and the strangest story to have come out of the valley is that a cop, a deputy superintendent of the Jammu and Kashmir police, Devinder Singh, was arrested with two militants and overground operative in his private car. The two militants were Naveed Mushtaq and Rafi Radha and both of them are suspected behind the killings in South Kashmir of migrants and truck drivers. So why the story uh, gained a lot of traction is because Devinder Singh's name was first mentioned in 2004 in a letter that Afzal Guru wrote to his lawyer and his wife saying that he was asked by Devinder Singh, a police officer, to ferry the guy who later attacked parliament. And that was his only role, so to speak, in the whole parliament attack was to take this one guy from Jammu to Delhi and arrange for his housing. So none of the charges back then were probed and this was mostly brushed aside but it's now assumed importance because Devinder has been caught with two militants. There's been interrogation and he said that he's done it for money but that's about it. That's all we really know about we it. We shall now. discuss it in a little more detail. Yeah. India Today uh, made quite a lot of news last week. I think it was Saturday when they broke this yeah, story. Yeah, they've been doing the sting operation yeah, over so a they, couple of days. They conducted a sting operation. They called it the JNU Confession Tapes where they have a first year BA student talking about, bragging about how he participated in the violence. So we can discuss the sting, what and it achieved fallout. and its ethics. Yeah. Uh, Bhim Army Chief uh, Chandrasekhar Azad has been finally granted bail, but strangely he's been like sent on exile and told not to be seen in Delhi and all that. But he's he's in Delhi today. He's, in Delhi. he's at the Indian Women's Press Club. Uh, don't have a press conference. Don't talk about the Prime Minister. Some very bizarre conditions. Yeah. You can't late. talk about the Prime Minister. Yes, I, no, I think, the I think she said too much, you know, on the first day. So, so maybe she was just sounded to compensate ah, the first day Because suddenly the <laughs> liberals she, claimed she, her as one she, of theirs. She never knew that the newspapers are going to, you know, pick it up in such a big ah. way. So I think that's why... And this is a district court. What is this? District court. Yeah, she said, you must respect the PM and the office. It's our country and our people. We elected them. Ah, I see. Haan, okay. ye galat hai, what Paal you said about <laughs> Prime Minister. Respect karo, beta. Nahi to class ke bahar bhej denge dobara. So, <laughs> so um, yeah... And an editor in Assam, a very popular uh, news channel, Prague News, uh, he quit, citing that uh, he was pressured by his organization for taking part in anti-CAA protests. News Laundry has a report on this. Yeah. You can check it out. Uh, we have a detailed report on this editor having to quit. And then the anti-CAA protests uh, related news. Delhi court has granted bail to 12 in the Sealampur violence. Yeah. Uh, not related to this, but in UP, yeah, some, uh, I was going to say a hundred and how many people have been acquitted who were arrested and no evidence has been found no evidence against, against them. them. Yeah. So Yogiji's police continues to make the nation proud. Then Kerala is the first state to move the Supreme Court challenging the CAA, the Citizen Amendment Act, and it uh, has sought to declare as it ultra violates the constitution. That's probably some legalese to saying that it's illegal. It means it violates the constitution. Achha, violates the constitution. We say bol dete yaar. Hame bhi samaj aja tha. Haan, seriously, I don't understand why in copies people write like this. <laughs> and finally, the Delhi polls are getting close. I interviewed Manoj Sivari. I'll tell you a little more about that. Yeah. Um, Did you sing Jiya Ho Bihar Ke Lala with him? No, I didn't sing Jiya Ho Bihar Ke Lala, but it was fun nevertheless. He has promised to give me a one and a half to two hour interview later. And Gautam Gambhir has started talking much to, I'm sure, BJP's consternation that chupi to I think he has outdone Sachin Tendulkar, Lata Mangeshkar, Hema Malini in being the most clueless MP. So that should be fun. We will discuss that a little bit. 
and uh, finally the army chief in the Raisina dialogue I think he said this right Bipin Rawat that yeah, yeah. he's the chief of defense staff now he's chief not the army chief, chief. Yeah. the young you're right he's the chief of defense staff we have a new army chief young children are being radicalized need to identify and put them in de-radicalization camps I, I'm assuming he's talking about RSS shakhas that they want to pluck kids <laughs> children out of, unless I'm wrong and he's talking about some other place it's a Laila kind of camps Laila if we have seen Laila. that there's a bit of a misreporting on this though but we'll discuss that when okay, we, we talk about it we shall discuss that you're saying he has been misquoted no no he's not been yeah the children bit yeah he didn't really say children he said isolate children and put radicals in the camps he didn't really say okay. he didn't really say put children in detention camps and Amazon to invest 1 billion to digitize small and medium businesses says Jeff Bezos who's visiting India and is wearing a hideous jacket in the dinner in Bombay I don't know when you become the richest man by your taste that way I think that's at least that's where poor people will never understand rich people's no no Bill Gates <laughs> that way always used to wear very dull things and Mark Zuckerberg wears that grey brown blue t-shirt he only has like he has I think he looks nice uh, Jeff Bezos have you seen the jacket it's like uh, Anil mm. Kapoor in like Roop Ki Rani Choron Ka Raja that's the fucking jacket he's wearing <laughs> uh, anyways and uh, we'll discuss the rather vile politics around the Nirbhaya's rapists and murderers that is happening between the center and the state with competitive hangman's enthusiasm with Manish Sasodia today saying that give us the Delhi police and we'll hang him in two days like he's some fly that needs to be crushed to prove something to the rest <laughs> uh, uh, so yeah we shall discuss that but first let's go straight across to our guest great piece two questions I have and then the rest of the panel can step in with any other comments or questions that they do one is uh, you're in Jammu uh, when were you in the valley last or Srinagar how different is the situation there from let's say 2-3 months ago and secondly this cop why is this story so significant and like Manisha wrote in her piece on newslaundry.com why is the silence of our nationalist anchors so significant and shocking I mean first of all I haven't been to Kashmir since August 5th so all my information about Kashmir is a little second hand Um, the only first-hand information is through contacts um, who are, who I've met outside Kashmir. So uh, all I can say is, you know, Kashmir hasn't seen an abnormality of this magnitude ever, at least not something that I remember in my entire lifetime, forget about my 30 years of career. And, um, you know, I mean, uh, now the restrictions on movement are very, very are much less. Uh, shops are open, people are moving around, they're going about their work, but educational institutions are shut uh the medical uh, institutions and medical healthcare has taken a beating economy is in shambles because of a prolonged shutdown communication to some extent has been restored because initially for the first 3 weeks there was not even the landlines were available um, mobile connectivity is partial internet is fully barred so which is why it makes it very difficult to get an exact sense of what is happening in kashmir i see and just one the quick... scale of suffering i would say is immense uh, but there is silence part of the people there is fear there is also a kind of sense of newness of the situation which is uh, you know people are thinking uh, i feel that people are thinking about how to respond to the situation i see and how and what is jammu like jammu is all goes as is normal there's no impact at all in jammu on the face of it it looks very normal but there's a very eerie kind of calm there is if you talk to people 
there is now a lot of uh, resentment amongst lot uh, you know uh, many people uh, though some people are still very happy okay something good will come out of it and are waiting but are sure that nothing good has happened so far in the five months um, many are unwilling to talk also because they feel a little scared to say anything against the government but uh, you know people are talking about economic losses people uh, students have been hit because uh, internet connectivity is partial their research is suffering uh, many do not have because mostly student community relies on the mobile internet connectivity and that is not available and also so uh, I, I saw how medical services hit because you know uh, reports and x-rays cannot be sent you know cuz cuz doctors send it from one to the other that's what's happened so that's a big question so i have one in question Jammu, in the hospitals because the broadband uh, internet services are available so they are working but even in the peripheral areas you know especially in of jammu like rajouri punch the chenab valley the internet connectivity is uh, not good at all and um, people are suffering uh, if i may come resentment in that uh, you know there would be sorry sorry i was just saying you know um, i had one more question and you know then we'd uh, like to move into your report on divinder singh and why it's significant right his case but uh, you know f- several haftas ago when um, omar abdullah and all the other significant you know high profile leaders of kashmir were put into prison i had kind of i mean i was i wondered out loud on the hafta that why has this not led to a a, a ground swell i mean does this show does this demonstrate that what were what are considered the political mainstream of kashmir actually don't have that much ground support because i mean the example that i gave was that if you put a mamta banerjee into prison or if you put an arvind kejriwal into prison or if you were to put mm-hmm. you know uh, uh, let's say kamal nath into prison i mean the capitals of those states if not the entire state would come to a standstill you'd have hundreds of hundreds of thousands of people out on the streets is the reason they are not popular enough for that to happen or is it that the security presence is so much that there is no chance they will allow something like this to happen you know the comparisons are a little odious because hmm. odd uh, i wouldn't say odious but odd because uh, kashmir has had a history hmm. um of uh, dispute kashmir has had a history of a military conflict in the last several years we've seen people constantly uh, especially in the last one decade people have been coming out in protest coming out in protests against the central government coming out in protest against even the local government uh, or for human rights or uh, for whatever uh, political aspirations they uh, feel strongly about but uh, you know this is something really different um, i mean it's not about that uh, the mainstream leaders are popular or unpopular that uh, remains to be tested though of course their popularity charts were dwindling because they were seen as uh, you know uh, stooges of uh, central government but uh, this is something different i mean anybody uh, you know at least even these mainstream political parties had certain constituencies now these constituencies appear to be very dead right now because the uh, mainstream leadership is behind bars uh, especially the top leadership other than that all sorts of mobilizers were also put behind bars but this is also something you know people have started thinking oh we've been protesting we've used various forms of resistance in the last uh, several decades and they haven't worked 
and New Delhi's actions have also been very different. They've never grappled with something like this. And, and there is sense of fear. There is also sense of something which is very new. So, I see. you know, there's so, a yeah. realization that, uh, you know, nothing's going to work right now. So hmm. probably because of that also they're silent. There, there is some thinking, not very loud thinking, but small groups meeting, discussing. That uh, is something that is going on. I see. Now uh, about this COP, yeah, tell us why this is significant. Well, this is significant because one COP posted at uh, as uh, anti-hijacking in charge has been arrested, caught red-handed with two militants. Naveed Baba, who was a commander of uh, Hezbollah Mujahideen and another uh, militant and an overground worker. So they've been caught red-handed. So one, I mean, if you just look at that uh, incident, that could mean anything because that, uh, that could easily be passed off as some kind of a case of corruption, some kind of a nexus. But if you look at the entire background of Devinder Singh, if you look at his background since 1990, when he became a cop, and then how he rose to, uh, he became, he was a sub-inspector, he rose to be a DSP within 10 years, and he had several cases against him. There were several red flags raised at several points of time in 2000, from 2000 onwards, he was accused of torture, he was accused of uh, abductions, killings, uh, of uh, extortions, of he was called purchasing, um, uh, selling apparently. contraband, you know, and things like this. So, but there were uh, cosmetic inquiries in some cases, and in some cases, nothing really happened. But uh, ultimately, he used to he kept getting plum postings. He was also recently decorated about a year back. So you find that there is something very odd about the entire episode. Because here is this man who is has all these cases against him. And the biggest case, which was overlooked and neglected since 2004, when it first came to light, was when Afzal Guru, the prime accused in the parliament attack case, uh, he was also convicted and later hanged in 2013 for uh, based on uh, circumstantial evidence. He had written in a letter which was in the public domain that Devinder Singh had, uh, you know, subjected him to third degree torture and coerced him into working for him. He had sent him to Delhi with another militant terrorist who was killed in the parliament attack. Uh, you know, he was working for Devinder Singh. He was taking orders from him. So this is really odd that these allegations, I mean, they may not have been gospel truth. For all you know, maybe Afzal Guru was not telling the entire truth. But, but they, they were, were significant... never investigated. Yeah. They were simply dismissed as figment of imagination yeah. and um, really not taken seriously. So he already had a past where he seemed to have, he or he was alleged to have links with terrorists. So this is not some kind of, it shows us that the present incident is not some kind of an aberration. It's been happening earlier. You know, the other point I'd like to make is that Devinder Singh's case is not exceptional. 
there have been several other security personnel of the special operations group particularly but also of other security forces where similar allegations have been made in the past so you know it it makes us wonder and it raises the important question whether there is a bigger pattern to this whether there is a bigger picture and if so i mean obviously these people are not operating on their own then there is somebody patronizing them at which level and how deep does this go exactly these now, are very vital questions so manisha you could come in regarding your piece that you know nationalist anchors are very silent but just to give context to our listeners like on account of this arrest and the allegations against devender singh a few conspiracy theories have been you know thrown up a were those militant attacks or you know something that was orchestrated or choreographed for political reasons another conspiracy theory that's going around is since he is involved in in, in this intrigue is he an asset of the government but then he would be an asset of every government because the first time you know the allegations were upa upa so that means if you go by that kind of logic he probably is running a parallel you know system irrespective of which government is in power whether without the government's endorsement or not we don't know but it is not unheard of for government to use militants or other people or even the armed forces i mean those of us who know people in the army and who served in kashmir they will tell us that yes you knew someone who's a militant you know that he would come to his house you would arrest him and use him when when it's convenient you know you want to use him as an excuse to bash someone else up they sometimes use those guys to teach someone else a lesson all this happens now at what level it is happening here is 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 what is alarming i think the more more fascinating thing about this to me was every time you have um, a terror plot an alleged terror plot that's foiled you in- instantly have national security reporters tweeting you know immediate uh, stuff that you can tell is identical so obviously it's coming from a source saying that these these guys caught and they were on their way to you know delhi to carry out an attack on republic day that's what what was being alleged and then you immediately have that being picked up on prime time by the likes of sudhir arnab and all to use uh, a terror po- uh, alleged terror plot and then use it to kind of poke questions of kanaiya kumar or whatever in this current case i'm very certain that if it if a cop hadn't been caught they would be questioning the anti ca protests because there's already prime time debates on how it's islamized and all that but i thought it was very fascinating that there was complete silence from this ecosystem for about 24 hours till sambit patra gave his press conference blaming the congress hmm. so and this this obviously means that there's one source that has gone silent and that other source at other times is feeding these guys minute by minute details of you know arrests of militants in kashmir or a terror plot being foiled so i thought but that I, was i don't think it's just the source going silent i think it a source telling them to zip up because yeah. i myself appeared on a debate last yeah, week yeah, yeah. on the shouting circuses why i'm doing it i'll come to later in this podcast uh, <laughs> is uh, that there was one video of someone you know some slogan that is in support of palestine or whatever of course there was no way to verify whether that slogan has come from this time in this protest a one hour de- debate is dedicated to that one clip but a way more credible primary source or story yeah leads to no discussion i don't think it's just a question of them ignoring it i think it's a question of them being told you will not talk about this yeah 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 and uh just straight up it's such a fascinating story even if we don't take afzal guru if we take that out of the equation just the fact that a cop has been caught with two militants who've been 
uh, accused of you know committing murders and there's a bbc report that says that one of the cops who was in charge of this whole operation they quoted the cop to say that when these guys were going to arrest him they when they said ki sir ye game hai game mat kharab karo so i think like just pure value of even if you take out like his past descriptions or whatever just the value of a story where a cop is caught with militants right now where everyone's talking about kashmir i don't know how you can miss it for like 24 hours so i thought that was that was really strange i mean Miraj. the idea that it's a rogue cop gone rogue is really far fetched if not preposterous hmm. in kashmir apparently i think it's the world's most surveilled place hmm. you have a soldier for every 10 people you have a security apparatus I, i don't think there's a phone that's not being tapped i don't think there's there's a network that's not being watched movements that are not being watched a family that's being not not being watched and this guy he lives right next to the army headquarters he has been with the force for all these years and now suddenly he goes with the militants and nobody knows mm. that's just preposterous and then this idea that he was working for the militants rather than the other way around so in kashmir until very recently even now every surrendered militant is required to go to the nearest army camp or the police station every single week to register to show himself up and get questions or whatever whatever happens there nobody knows hmm. uh, we know i mean you can't like prove it because it's all claims and counter claims right and there's a long history in kashmir of the state using so called militants or these operatives for their own purposes and then just discarding them there's this case of uh, dr guru abzal he is uh, related to abzal guru he was the head of schemes back in the in the 90s hmm. so he was killed by this militant it later turned out that the militant who killed him had been arrested apparently allegedly was used by the state to kill him and then he was also killed off hmm. there have been several cases like this and the biggest is in the 90s they created this counter insurgency group called ikwan they were all former militants or surrendered militants they brought in and the kind of terror they unleashed the human rights abuses they unleashed it's unheard of i mean it just so shocking so so horrifying people were killed houses were burned looted just anything and some of those people went on to become legislators the counter insurgents one of them mumma kana who has like a no bollywood villain will come close to what he has done hmm. and he was awarded a padma shri so he was hmm. a militant for how long he was a counter insurgent Count- for hmm. for the longest time he I was see. a militant then a counter insurgent hmm. killed people left right and center and allegedly then he was obviously because it never was investigated or proved sure. in the sumbal uh, area and he was awarded a padma shri right hmm. so this is this is all goes back to the culture of impunity that exists in kashmir i mean i wrote sometime back that kashmir is a culture of impunity gone berserk hmm. you have major gogoi who commits apparently a war crime on camera hmm. he's awarded you mm. have this avatar so later he Anura, was uh, la- later disciplinary action was taken against him i think that was, was about uh, that was another incident for the he checked into the hotel, hotel with, with a, a local girl, yeah. yeah right right and then there's uh, like anuradha ji has also written about this another uh, major who was avatar avatar singh mm. same 19, story killed in 19 yes years. same stories same stories there have been massacres there have been uh, mass rapes nobody has ever been investigated even uh, fake encounters which have been almost proven but nobody has been held accountable for that so which from your and experience the, the and and then one uh, thing about this guy is he was sent as a peacekeeper to kosovo by india ha uh, he had a very good run his his, his <laughs> yeah. f- from a sub inspector he's moved to all this yeah, right he was he was admitting in an interview on record to a journalist that he tortured people mm. is sent as a peacekeeper i think uh. one thing that's really shocking in this even if we like 
not look at anything else the fact that that interview that he gives where he talks about pouring petrol in his ass and electrocuting him like he admits to the fact that i've done all these things hmm. and it's just completely ignored yeah it's it's that is what nuts. sog was sog was this i mean even otherwise the all the other security forces or agencies don't really follow the law because this is the culture hmm. of impunity sog was particularly notorious for this they're only thing was they just torture people kill people to get whatever they I mean, could what, out of them I mean, what kind of a toll must this take on the people who have served there even if a normal person goes he'll come back completely warped but uh, ravan sir you've you know covered stuff mm. to the police extensively you have done lots of stories to the police general panag put out a tweet for a lot of people attacked him for that and i can understand why it's problematic but i don't disagree with it uh, he, someone said that you know he was a cop gone rogue so general panag said you know rogue cops are there any other kind suggesting that all cops <laughs> have it spoken like an army person so <laughs> i i don't disagree with them i think it's problematic when a general puts that out on public mm. platform but do you think one is too uh, unsympathetic to the police the condition because i have as you know no sympathy for the police and i have more evidence of it now with the sting operation which we shall discuss so i don't see why anyone should have any sympathy uh, but do you think that's the case there is no such thing as a non rogue cop all cops are rogue see uh, sp- specifically about devinder singh we need to wait and see uh, how the things are going to go what is going to come out uh, anuradha has chronicled you know his life very well in her article and it's one of my recommendation also and how much the truth is going to come out is something which will tell us about devinder singh whether he was a rogue whether all cops are wrong or, uh, or whether he was an asset he was of hard. every government yes if nothing comes out in say next two months three months time hmm. so obviously the government has something to hide so so this you can only interpret uh, i don't think whether i don't think the truth is going to come out in months to come so basically if there is doesn't reach a, reach a conclusion then yes. the conclusion we can arrive at is that he is an asset yes okay only only if if we have to wait and watch that's one why. interesting thing to watch out for would be what happens to the P- officers who arrested him right in couple of months down the line when they see all those who are thinking the same thing and and if you if we have money i mean we journalist if we hmm. want to dig so uh, anuradha has chronicled if we write from the 1990 if we start reconstructing hmm. whatever has happened maybe we can come, maybe we can dedicate resources uh, to that yeah. so uh, I mean, the first uh, case goes back to 90s where he was co- held up for contraband yes. so yes. i mean clearly this guy was matlab kallu se kaliya banne mein usko kafi time laga because 90s when this meridency started they just got carte blanche do whatever you want I love it yeah. and was. this thing about uh, general panag the thing is whether it's the police whether it's the bureaucracy it's the army these are tools of power doesn't matter who has the power the only thing how they behave how they don't behave depends on who has the power over them if the hmm. people who are power over them are rogues rogues themselves they'll behave in that way because they are the people, people who are supposed like to hold them accountable sacrificial goats There yeah, but I mean, uh, though I do think that uh, you know, I'll just come back to Anuradha before we move on to the JNU sting operation. But before uh, we take Anuradha's comments on this issue and move on to the next, I will say that what Mehraj said, I get what you're saying. The the power lies with the government or ministers. But even if they, अगर उनका अंकुश, अगर उनका हाथ उनके सर पे नहीं है, a cop, his default setting is to be a corrupt dick. It doesn't matter whether anyone is giving him the carte blanche or not. I don't think that is the default setting of a 4G because I have seen 4Gs in cantonments where 
they don't even break a rule of you know allowing a civilian to sit in the front seat of a jonga or allowing the vehicle to be used for a you know private purpose whereas during our time in jan lokpal kiran bedi was not even a uh, cop mm-hmm. uh, while anna was starving on stage from the back of police gypsy used to go get her food and come back i mean i used to be so embarrassed i was like dude you know press gets to know about this how embarrassing for us i think that there is a default setting of a cop and a default setting of a fogy and those are very different fogy is more Fodgy, disciplined i think because they are that rigorous that disciplined also because they can be they can be immediate uh, repercussions like for you when my father was posted in, in a border area one of his jawans got hepatitis c which you can only get it's an std there was a very disciplinary action against me. how the fuck did your jawan leave the premises where did he go spend that and come back how has he got hepatitis c you know your career can get fucked because one of your jawans went to a you know a sex worker and came back with a disease i mean that's the kind of discipline that can happen in the army i don't think a police anyone gives a fuck what happens here yeah. <laughs> i think the fogy will also become uh, police if they continue to you know well with people like bipin rawat for sure yeah, if they if they continue to you know handle the internal security and people like rawat Mm. I mean, the kind of comments that he's making is very uh, unbecoming of yeah. a politician. Yeah, Anuradha, you want to react to any of this before Manisha tells us about JNU and we talk about that? Yeah, I think the only difference is I do agree that army is much, much more disciplined a force. However, you know, their constant engagement in conflict areas is making them very different in these areas. Yeah, I mean, they, they're not really um, as... disciplined as they appear to be in rest of india as you know there, there's a difference in the way they behave in kashmir or in northeast uh, because we've had these uh, immense uh, number of cases in which they are accused of human rights violations of acting on their own whims and then they're patronized they're patronized and the nexa save they have to get uh, permission from the for, for prosecution um and that is not given by the ministry of um, uh, defense so in any of these cases and that is what makes them a law unto themselves in these areas i think this is a very dangerous trend if it continues for long because then it makes the personal habitual of an indisciplined way of life uh the other thing i mean adding to that of course what general bipin rawat said is only going to further enhance and encourage the army personnel to perpetuate terror right so uh, before we in fact before we move on genuinely let's just finish this bipin rawat hmm. speech tell us why you think what it's exact- a bit misleading what what uh, but it's not i mean small detail but what exactly he said was that girls and boys as young as 10 12 are being radicalized in kashmir and those that are completely radicalized need to be taken out separately and put in a de-radicalization camp so he didn't really I mean, one doesn't know but what exactly he was saying, but I guess he didn't articulate it well. But that is what he <laughs> wanted to say. But I think he say. must be wondering now why wants, did I say that? I think he wants the China model. It's very clear. <laughs> These guys are fascinated by China anyway. In I think Kashmir, India is just like humbi zingjiang. No, no, no. Karte. I mean, whatever. Even if the reports are a little, uh, you hmm. know, off the mark, but I think he must be wondering. I think that reports have corrected me. He should have said this because he is. He but can go to any. This reminds me of this crazy story. I don't know if you guys read it. This Sunday of these three kids in Kashmir, sixteen-year-olds. who decided that they want to cross the border and yeah. uh, go to training for pok 16 year old so they pack bread and dates and all with them they go to uri because they've seen in that surgical strike uri movie how the indian army goes from uri to pok so they just walk like three of them there's, just start walking there's not a kid in kashmir who hasn't had such See, a fantasy so, these, so it's these nothing these kids go there and then obviously they get scared because they say uri is like heavily militarized they only see army so they hide in a hotel worrying and then like 
I think one of the army guys find them and catch them and then they kind of talk to them, counsel them and send them back to their family. And obviously now they've suddenly realized that shit, what were we doing and they're scared. But I mean, these kids who probably believed they wanted to do something, watching a movie or whatever, the, I think it was handled well that they were sent back and then their parents were told to now, you know, put them in a tuition center or put them for education or, you know, put the dhyan kahi aur lagao type. Imagine if these kids are put into a radicalization camp. I mean, what kind of... This is not how you can handle stuff you know, like this. there is a government study to this. I think uh, two years ago, we did... When I was with DNA, we did that story. We had the report with us where the report is saying that 70% of the Kashmir is radicalized. So by now, I think after two years, maybe the entire Kashmir is radicalized. So whom are you going to treat or radicalize there? How, whom are you going to isolate? And putting in camps, I mean... No, in Kashmir, they already have those camps. It's called police stations and army camps. Mm. That's where like they drag yeah. even mm. these kids, like juveniles, they just take them to police stations even beat them up and get them to sign their parents to sign bonds and stuff which it has been happening since this lockdown started also they're made to sit in the police station the whole day let go off in the evening these so-called uh, stone pelters who have been taken away put in jail sometimes uh, under PSA sometimes without even being charged so they already are running those things I mean it's a different matter what they mean by detention camps. I think they're talking about like concentration camps kind of a thing like China. But you're really. absolutely sure they're not talking about RSS Shakas. <laughs> no, I'm just, detention how can you be so certain? Maybe he's he's doing a reverse psychology on the government. Uh, man no, because genuinely, of course, I'm not saying that there is no radicalization happening, but in, you know, madarsas or religious, you know, this thing the, on um, um, Friday prayers, you know, on YouTube. Sure, so you, but <laughs> the fact is that there is documentary evidence that the Quint has done of these whatever Vahini, those things. Hindu Vahini. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, <laughs> of, of these young children being taught to, you know, arms training. Of course, that kind of arms oh, training will not even help you fight a squirrel <laughs> if it's in a bad mood. But whatever little bit of attempts that they're doing, that radicalization is happening <laughs> it, at levels, you know, which, Everywhere, which yeah, have the blessings yeah. of shakhas. But then the RSS, when I have been to a shakha. A shakha and I've been to the Sheet Shiver, the, which is winter camp and the summer camps. Hmm. So they... Uh, I think I must be in 6th class at that time 6th, 7th class mm. so they were training us with the you know Lati and, and even doing the stupid uh, Hindu ka Hindustan no, there was recently that uh, video of a Karnataka school where Kiran yeah, Bedi was bringing uh, down the Babri Masjid yes yeah. oh yeah yeah. That what was, the yeah. hell was that where, where, where Kiran, Bedi, Kiran Bedi was there the most sane person after Donald Trump <laughs> was the chief guest yeah. she has so if you're talking about radicalization I mean yeah uh, but that? I think what's amazing is that I think at least five to six years ago when an army officer was asked these questions, they would have this standard response that we can bring down militancy to a certain level. After that, the uh, you know politicians have to step in. That this is essentially a we can't solve it for you. To Bipin Rawat, who's like, yeah, yeah, we'll like start camps and we'll figure it and we'll launch a war like the US. You are not the US, firstly, hmm. and US has not won that war. So I don't know what you're talking about. And yeah, the US can afford but a lot I mean, of things that we can't. Yeah. But uh, if you could just explain to our listeners and to me. What is this new role Bipin Rawat has? What is the power? What is the tenure? What is the constitutionality of it? Is it like an NAC for defense? Basically, I think it's a sinecure for him because he has done his service. Hmm. So they have been doing. They have been planning to have this since the time of Vajpayee. It's modeled on the. What U- is it called and what is its role? Uh, the role is basically he'll uh, he'll be the points person for the defense minister for all advice on tri-service matters, but he won't have operational or 
command over any so, of the forces. So this is called Thank the. God for that. <laughs> what is it called? The uh, the chief of defense chief of staff. Defense so the chief of defense staff is he has a cabinet level rank. Is it like yeah, a planning yeah, commission yeah, 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 chairman yeah, yeah. type? Yeah, thing? yeah. It's something like the U.S. has a chief of uh, what do they call it? Chief of staff. Or no, something I will like not that. be surprised if he uh, you know emerges as an uh, extra constitutional power in times to come. Hmm. So basically, like an NAC for defense. Uh, yeah, yeah, this was proposed first uh, during after the Vajpayee's Kar- time. Yeah. yeah. I see. Because apparently the air force was going on their own way and the navy on their own way and the army on their own way, there was no coordination. So this was supposed to be that. And one more post, of course, will solve that. Like has no. I think there was a yeah. defense Another. staff in the past also, but secretary uh, defense used to be uh, the part. No, of it. earlier the the senior of the three chiefs ah. would, would basically together. be that like ceremonial kind mm-hmm. of a person. I but see. there was no post as such. No post. So this is the first time. Okay. So uh, so much, Mr. Rawat, and I hope. He continues to read and make these slimy, sly insults to the government, which is I'm seeing the silver lining. Meanwhile, there's a sting operation in JNU, not in JNU, sorry. The violence that happened in JNU, India today did a sting operation. Now, that sting operation showed two students who are from ABVP, and other than just them saying we are from ABVP, there have been other footage and photographs that show them taking part in ABVP functions. So, you know, ABVP today says they are not part of us. There are a lot of photographs from the past that show them as part of ABVP. They said that police हमारे साथ थी हमने पीटा I was here हमारे लोग हमने ऐसे प्लान किया the girl we have uh, you know carried a report and identified in fact I think we were the first we ones to identify the girl yeah. after that many other uh, and you know, even the police have identified though she's gone to the national commission of women saying that I'm being you know mm-hmm. I'm tarnished. tarnished and that's not me um, I don't think that will go anywhere and that sting operation also showed the left student leader hmm. who had disconnected the servers those of you who are wondering why they disconnected the servers was what led to this you know flare up of people beating each other up was in opposition of the fee hike the left student unions were saying no one will register for the exams and there was stopping from registrations happening so the authority said uh, university authority theek hai tum online register kar lo you don't have to come physically so inka wahan par on ground protest ki thas ho gayi तो दे वेंट एंड दे स्टार्टेड सेइंग तुम कैसे कर हम सर्वर की भद्द कर देंगे वहां से तारे वारे खींच दी सो दैट इज व्हाई दे वर टेकिंग अबाउट अ सर्वर इन केस पीपल आर वंडरिंग भाई सर्वर का क्या दोष सो देन दे स्टिंग ऑपरेशन सी सर्वर इन्होंने किया नाउ द द प्रॉब्लम विद माय व्यू दैट स्टिंग ऑपरेशन वाज दैट दे वर इक्वेटिंग अ वुमन ए हु हैड नेवर हिडन हर फेस व्हाइल शी टुक द सर्वर अपार्ट हर फोटोग्राफ इज देयर हर फेस इज विजिबल शी हैड नॉट हिडन हर फेस देन दैट वाज देयर प्रोटेस्ट सो शी हैड टेकन द सर्वर अपार्ट so they're saying हमारे स्टिंग ने दिखा दिया that both parties were doing wrong things dude one party was trying to break people's heads with hammers and were hiding their face doing it the other party was pulling cables and not hiding their face doing it some were hiding but the particular person that they've got in the sting did not disrupting services which is a legitimate form of protest but, th- th- but she had never hidden that you didn't have to do a sting operation yeah. for that no. you, that you was ha- just them balancing you had something called the technology like. called photograph Digital for which Modi ji had invented before digital cameras were invented. <laughs> if you remember, when he said, "Manage, ja okay, manage." 1988. 1988. So that that monkey balancing, I thought was a shit job. But otherwise, I thought was. Uh, I know, sir, is not a huge. Let me start with, sir. And you are not a fan of sting operations, right? Not at all. So you don't approve of this sting operation either. No, no. But in this particular case, I think it was the right time to do the sting. I always say that the sting can be part of an investigation. But it can't be the. But it all. can't be an investigation alone. Okay. In itself, so that's what I feel. So I think I was discussing with Manisha also. I mean, the, I feel that that uh, India today was going the right way, but they were premature 
in you know releasing it releasing they it could because, have done some more ha because digging. they they thought ki they should be the first one to koi aur na kar ha that the, is so that is something which has so you think based on that evidence they could have done some more yes ground yes. leg work yes manisha which i think alt news <laughs> had done a little uh, first i was very excited because i've realized that i've really like dumbed myself down by watching television because <laughs> every time you watch navika and rss and arnab you you are so angry and like my blood shot like my blood levels just go up first and foremost i think essential problem with stings you don't know whether this guy is bragging or whether he's mm. telling the truth because clearly he's trying to project himself as this maharati you know he says like abvp walon ko kya senapati chahiye hota hai to in logo mein dimag nahi hota zyada to maine nahi bataya kaise karte hain now clearly i don't think abvp guys is listening to this first year student i do think he was trying to brag and position himself as this mastermind which and the second thing is that he's a first year guy yeah. and then he mentions a name which india today didn't elaborate on where he says i spoke to the organizational secretary so you basically it's like the ndtv sting where you're stinging an auto wala who's not going by meter you're stinging the lowest common denominator mm. but you're not asking questions of the big guys like the involvement of the outsiders the abvp guys the rss guys could be the rss guys could be the organizational secretaries because it's an rss wing so i think there it was a shit this job this is my problem also and this is not yeah. only in this case generally whenever something becomes indefensible for the media it concerns the government so they usually go after these small fry mm. yeah. they, this is the fringe group kind of this is the same discourse fringe 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 elements apparently police is saying the people came from outside to attack jnu who sent them obviously not the students mm. who was running them who were those people Hmm. Yeah, I would be happy to sting the VC, sting the Delhi police guy who was yes. in charge, or sting the top ABP no, guys. Think, I, I think, don't care about this no, first no, year student. No, no, I don't see a problem uh, even in stinging a small person. You sting him. ठीक है, I mean you're getting your information But from a person, somewhere. and yeah. that person was part of the mm. protest. Mm. So and he is locating each one of them, that who all I mean the guy with the sledgehammer, and he has given all the names, mm. and those names India today did not. put out they just gave it in a sealed cover to the delhi police hmm. okay my problem is whatever he has told whatever he was bragging about just correlate it now you do the further investigation right to uh, yeah. to and the second is i think the geeta kumari thing now soon after the sting was released the jnusu former president geeta kumari tweeted and said i have nothing to hide i don't know why they're stinging me i've said this openly but the way they positioned it they you know just because you're using a hidden camera doesn't mean it's something sensational hmm. so there's an hmm. and geeta kumari admitted that she switched off the servers i'm like yeah and 30 <laughs> people died after that like you yeah. could have easily taken her interview of her yes. and she would have said the same Actually, thing yeah, same they put out the picture anuradha your view of that sting yeah i'm not much of a fan of sting operations you know sometimes times they can be a real menace but uh, in in certain cases they point, brought out uh, very startling and very important revelations like you know it happened during the gujarat riots right um, or there was this defense scam the operation so, western tehelka yeah so this particular uh, sting operation you know there is this i agree that that whole balancing act is so disproportionate hmm so correct um, yeah you know somebody yeah somebody hitting you with rods on on the one hand and somebody pulling cables you know it's it's really not a balance but on the other hand the way they've gotten trolled by people like amit malviya with this you know he put out this video Of an Aztec anchor, yeah, and mm. yeah, and this Aztec anchor is just having an off-the-record conversation with another JNUSU uh. uh, guy who she's interviewing. He puts it out saying, "Oh, this is how stories are fixed." Journalists like Kanchan Gupta are tweeting it. I mean, 
there is something legitimate you can critique them on. I mean, if you're right wing, use your brain a bit. I mean, mm. no, but then I mean, we did a better critique than any of these right wingers. That obviously we will. I mean, come on, dude. I don't think they do it out no, of ignorance, I mean, though. <laughs> yeah, I, I know exactly. I don't believe they do. It's our. It's it is. It is with mischievous and malicious intent. Yeah. I yes. think that yeah, is, I, I, and this is the same. Yesterday, I was recording a podcast with this young man from Columbia University who was here, and uh, he was talking about you know how doesn't fight fake news and stuff. I said it right now. It is a losing battle because it is up to the leadership. They can be technology will help, society will help, news professionals will help, news organizations will help. But the l- strongest organization or entity in any country is the government. and if the government is benefiting from fake news mm. you are up against an impossible task because they will not help you because otherwise for a government it's much simpler to fight fake news i mean whether it is tell all the cinemas instead of the national anthem play a public awareness spot about you know not forwarding messages but they will not because they are the ones who benefit most from it whether it is a trump whether it is putin whether it is uh, our own uh, mr modi they I mean, on the floor of Parliament, Mr. Shah makes claims that are demonstrably false. So I think it is because it has been incorporated as a weapon by governments. It is now not a battle between society and some fake news peddlers. It is a battle between the most powerful governments across the world and people who value accurate news. And and that's mm. a, a very difficult battle to you know win. Not impossible though. I have a couple of emails that I'd like to read, but before I do that, I have an announcement. We have started YouTube Join. It is a YouTube membership program uh, where you can go to YouTube and next to the subscribe button you can join. We have two levels: two ninety nine rupees and five ninety nine rupees. It will not give you access to news laundry paywall content. However, it gives you access to a behind the scenes of our video making. And once a month, there'll be a live between you know people here: Manisha, Raman, Miraj, me, Meghna, the many of our reporters, Ayush, Nigdha, etc. And you can ask us questions live. uh we will be doing a uh, youtube live on january the 29th at 6 pm i repeat january 29th at 6 pm the entire news and stream will be there manisha parikshit the producer and sam our editor uh, hopefully if i'm around i i might join them but i can't promise so the, that's what the youtube join is for eventually people who discover us through youtube we would also nudge them to become full time members of news laundry by going to newsland.com and subscribing and paying to keep news free so that's the idea and uh, madhu will be interviewing Catherine Iban, the writer of Zeher Ki Shishi. What's the name of that book? Bottle of Lies. Bottle full of lies. Why? <laughs> Bottle full of lies. It's a fascinating book. We are doing a detailed report on the findings of that book, but it is open to members. Uh, That's amazing. Where is she doing this? At Corum, at News Laundry. She's oh, coming to. Can India. we go? Sure, we can go. Uh, <laughs> so, for oh, sure. if you're in Delhi, you should definitely catch it. It was a very good book and madhu is uh, also very passionate about yes. this about subject this, so this, it's going to be really so it's january 21st tuesday at corum and also this week's hafta the one you listening to right now is free because the migration is happening like i said acche din aane wale hai so you don't have to log in etc by the time the migration is complete all login issues will be solved and then a paywall will be up just like the great wall of china or or the fence the border fence now before i move on to the delhi polls and the execution circus In fact, there's an update right now that the president has rejected one mercy plea. Mercy plea, but the three others still have to file theirs. But before uh, we discuss that, uh, I have a couple of subscriber letters. This is from Bimal Kumar. Hi, Team Hafta. In the discussion about libertarianism, a very negative view of that line of thought was given by the panel. 
The central pillar of libertarianism is the individual and his rights. These are ensured by making consent, freedom of choice and voluntary association mandatory and the end result is supposed to be greater liberty to all. Now coming to the food and drug regulatory mechanism, the assumption is that it's the state enforced regulation that save the recipients of these services with information asymmetry from harm. Just look into our society and we can see how many among our friends and relatives are taking drug preparations that are not recommended by authorities and food that's not cleared by official bodies. So do you think this number would have been any different if there were no such state-enforced regulations? If you're a libertarian, not only do you think that the numbers would be the same, but also that what regulators do add are the expenses, inefficiency and corruption of a state bureaucracy, which in turn will end up with providing us with adulterated and unsafe stuff. This exactly is what we are living with today. This argument is true even with the usual straw man that's put up against libertarianism, driving license. Any Indian driving in Indian roads will attest to the fact that the state-attested driving license has made driving such a pleasure, the risk and risk-free endeavor here. In short, the prayer that a liberation puts before society is this. State and its regulatory mechanisms get too much blame when things go wrong and too much credit when things work out. The real deciding factor is how individuals interact among themselves horizontally and a top-down vertical agency like state can do very little in this. Of course, whether things work out or not, the only group to benefit for sure from such a top-down structure are those involved in the state machine and its bureaucracy regards Bimal. Bimal, thank you for your email. I disagree with you. I think if someone were to do a... Any of our listeners, scientists, if you can do a, a data-backed approach to this, because if what Bimal is saying is right, countries that don't have robust regulatory frameworks, like many countries in Africa or many parts of rural India where doctors or can India, give what yeah, they want... Yeah. Is the life expectancy more or less? In places like Gurgaon, many parts of Haryana and UP, where driving on left side of the road is optional, and I can tell you, having been to Kanpur, Banaras, and many places, whether you want to run someone over or not is I optional. I think entire north, if, north if, India. If I think there is enough data to show that, Bimal, I don't think your position can be backed by data within our country, because in rural India, where which doctors give what the fuck they want, I don't think that has a higher rate of health indices than than places where regulatory frameworks are robust. No, actually, the these these things not working, people taking unregulated stuff. It's an argument for more regulation, not less. Yeah, probably. Yeah, and the this idea about the see when libertarianism, like the origins of libertarianism in the writings of Adam Smith and John Locke and John Stuart Mill. When they were talking about it, or even Humboldt, when they were talking about it, their only sort of uh, that uh, symbol of power, what they were railing against was the state. Because back then, state alone had the power hmm. over life and death and over, over everything. And they wanted to take some of that power back for the people. Today, that's not the case. And that's one of the greatest sort of criticisms of libertarianism is that it hasn't kept up with the times. Because now, there are other agencies, other players who have uh, equal, if not more power than the state, like big corporations, for example. And this idea that people, if there are two people without any intervention, they can just like between themselves, they'll do the, because it's driven by self-interest. So they'll just do what is best for them. That's not true because that presupposes that the, Society is homogeneous. Exactly. You have equal power. In a society, for example, in India, in a hierarchical society uh, of a, yeah. a, a 2,000-year-old caste system, hmm. that is not true. Not and Absolutely. especially even, in, like, take a middle-class person, for example. Middle-class person and uh, Mukesh Bhai Yambani, they don't have the same power. Sure. So it ignores that power dynamic. I think it assumes if everyone to start from scratch, if the world is to start from scratch, then it may work, but 
because that is not a doable experiment uh, i i don't think uh, then, then you have to have equal power for two for that horizontal transactions to work you have to have equal yeah, power right a balancing act has to yes, be provided that's by, not by the, the case state. anywhere in the world dear friends i'm yogesh i'm an architect practicing maharashtra i'm a news laundry subscriber i love the way news laundry as a news organization works and want to congratulate all of you for consistently pushing the envelope i have been listening to hafta and other podcasts for 3 or 4 years and i've enjoyed them a lot thank you i want to discuss with you something related to architecture and how i see news laundry can help report an important issue The government is planning many new ambitious public projects. Now, Yogesh, I'm not going to read your idea because Raman said that if you put your idea out there, it'll become impossible to report it because then it'll be out there and anyone else can do it and everyone else be on guard. But he likes your idea. I'm not sure whether we can do it as an NL Sena project, uh, though if we can kind of word it so that people can contribute to this project without us giving away exactly what the project is, we shall definitely consider it. But thank you for writing and thank you for your support and for your subscription. Uh, and this is on Raman sir's plate and he is going to follow up on this. So thank you. Now, this is an anonymous doctor who's written. Uh, I mean, I know who he is, but he doesn't want his name told. He is preparing for his UPSC. He says, hey, Abhinandan, you met at the Media Rumble. If you remember, I think you should attend Times Now primetime debates at least twice a week because... these people speak rubbish and foolish things which you can point out like you mentioned babul suprio feels it's normal when he mentions his source of information in social media two you can make a debate a debate three as you raised valid points and they were exposed even if an andbhakt is watching at some instance it will make him question his bhakti for official being human gets nice content and it fills a rather monotonous life with moments of laughter and five people on twitter will make the idiocy of government capture on video viral and on a selfish note i am a non employed doctor preparing for upsc so shamelessly i am asking for the subscription renewal for myself due in june using the money received from times aha that's the real thing that he wants <laughs> this letter isn't <laughs> as eloquent as other subscribers <laughs> but by chance if you choose it to read on hafta don't reveal my identity you can understand why yes i can understand you're preparing for the upsc <laughs> the last thing the government want is you supporting news laundry so those of you wondering why suddenly i have like in one week i appeared on two times now debates after having said no to them for the last year and a half or two chitranshu had a great idea he says why do you keep saying no go they pay i think anything from 3000 to 5000 to 8000 per debate take that money in news laundry and because so many people who are not earning or uh, uh, students can't pay for news laundry and say we want to consume your content we sponsor you know with one appearance on times now i can sponsor 10 subscriptions for a month so we should start doing that i said that's a great idea and then we'll tweet out thank you you know whatever channel has called me for paying to keep news free and it your money has sponsored so many subscriptions only problem is the check still hasn't come <laughs> so i think they have made my ullu mujhe wa sir ke sath perform kar diya ab kud kuchal ab chilla chilla diya sala paisa to aaya nahi to pata nahi i'm hoping aa jayega agar aata raha tab main jata raunga i don't think i can do more than two a month sir will pako to keep your sanity ha <laughs> not that they'll call me every day should be novelty day. also na every week you go then fer ho jayega then i'll become no, like but sometimes i don't think you have to do anything uh, that same debate you were on there uh. was this one lady she just sat quietly throughout the entire yeah but thing. the thing is even if i sit quietly I, i'm i could rather be eating dinner <laughs> yeah. you know person comes you have to tell your family acha light aayegi ye hoga wo matlab 40 minute ki debate ke liye mera sawa ghante ki baat lag gayi i'm wondering at people who do every night they fucking have no life man Yeah, it's pathetic. Anyway, who are you hinting at? <laughs> no, who am I hinting at? <laughs> no, no, but uh, yeah, there should be some novelty also. You should go twice a month. Okay, so um, we have a couple of mails. I'll read those at the end of the hafta. Uh, right now, let's just go to the Delhi election, uh, which is eighth is polling day, sir, and twelfth is results. Is eleventh is results. Eleventh is results. Eleventh is result. Eighth is polling day, which is a Friday. 
सो लॉन्ग वीकेंड हो गया है ना एंड ना इलेक्शन आर कमिंग अप बट इन द रन अप टू इलेक्शन प्रकाश जावड़ेकर आई बिलीव इन प्रेस कॉन्फ्रेंस ब्लेम्ड द आम आदमी पार्टी फॉर द डिले इन हैंगिंग निर्भयाज रेपिस एंड मर्डरर्स Manish Sodia today has turned around and said that give us the police force we'll hang them in 2 days. Uh so everybody is now using these four men who deserve the strictest punishment if you believe in the death penalty they believe in they deserve death. If you don't believe in death penalty they deserve the harshest punishment that you think that they should get. However, the way that their lives are being treated as this little ping pong ball I think desensitizes us as as a society just so you understand why the delay happened. One of these four had applied for his last mercy petition. mercy petition the president has just rejected it today or yesterday we are recording this on friday by the way friday the 16th friday the 17th of of jan and now the bjp says that when the petition was sent the delhi government should have informed him or informed the authorities that his petition has gone so immediately the entire process can happen faster i'm not sure how that works because it is with the president and unless the president says no you can't hang the guy there are three more guys they can petition the president now and then the president decides when he rejects them so i'm not sure whether it's the state's fault or the center's fault or no one's fault but just the conversation around this is is rather disgusting no in the past uh, we have got rti information Uh, and we have done stories that how these people uh, in the gallows how they survive only because the president's mercy it it comes very late right okay. and pranab das sat on i don't know how many of them and Aha, he didn't even take decisions yes, he left yes. and he said mere baad wala faisla karega mujhe except in case of abzal guru abzal he said he picked ah. out like from yeah. down the list abzal was hanged illegally if you yeah. read that death ah. warrant everything about that hanging was illegal it was against the law it was mm. actually murder it was not mm. uh uh hanging by by legal murder. legal means yeah ha so i mean uh, this uh, so we have done stories in the past i mean this discourse is only for the because of the election i mean the both the parties are trying to score over each other that we want to be we are the first one to hang Haan. this regarding the fact that it's being made an election issue yeah Haan. i mean is this what because i mean hanging not hanging but this can't be an election and that's what the bjp is trying to do and they also Haan. brought up kanaiya's uh, they've been saying this also that uh, the aap has stalled kanaiya's arrest in the snow sloganeering case i don't Haan. know how again because that no, they no, have no, again the charge sheet is so so weak and uh, it is in delhi government is entitled to you know whether to give prosecution or not sanction yeah sanction sanction or not so so i mean this is the established rule i mean uh, the bjp has not given sanction in so many cases right so this is the delhi government side so also what what, what does it look like from jammu what does delhi look like from jammu anuradha is it as much of a circus as it looks from here i think people right now here are uh, more obsessed with what has happened to them uh, post um, august 5 and they haven't had much time to maybe bother about what's happening outside um are they looking from the sidelines uh, are they wondering whether this is going to impact them or not um, it it's not really figuring much it's not very central to the debate but um, but is there is there any opinion about kejriwal in jammu and kashmir i mean how 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 kejriwal is being viewed that is divided you know in in jammu there is there are sections which are also very uh, loyally pro bjp 
um there is a bit of resentment now because of what has happened in jammu and kashmir but um, you know even especially even losing the statehood status uh, but um it's difficult to say but there isn't much following of up there is a very small sizable uh, not sizable but very small presence of an up group but it's not uh, impacting anything and um, as far as his performance in delhi the opinions are as divided as you'd hear anywhere else in the country I, I, but as a news professional when you see what's happening in delhi what is your view of it i mean other than of course uh, uh, th- there's certain things that aap has done which are good enough um uh, you know uh, bringing down the electricity tariff their work in schools on in school education is uh, really really commendable but aap joining this whole present circus of what is happening i mean um, uh, whether it is i mean there there's lack of clarity on this whole ca uh, nrc business then um, you know especially with this blood thirsting for uh, hanging death penalty and mm. uh, yeah i think that is something which really puts you off uh, because uh, i'm i'm against capital punishment right uh, for anybody and and it's uh, very disgusting that it should be made an election issue you know that we want people hanged I mean we had one man hanged for uh, the collective to satisfy the collective conscience of, of the country, uh, the country. Of the where is that conscience now which is a code word for bloodless basically yeah exactly <laughs> so um so i think though that some i mean leaders are a reflection of us too and aap knows that if it's going to go soft on this maybe it'll you know piss off some of its voters middle class voters so i think even as people and media we need to raise the conversation away from like you saw what happened with the whole hyderabad encounters how it was celebrated and people were which uh, which so is what i think I, I had said a few haftas ago that you know i have stopped being silent on whatsapp groups family groups even in person at family get togethers uh, even if that costs me the relationship because i think what's happening is because you don't want to say anything because you know you have a chuti uncle or a fucking asshole of a cousin and you said theek hai bhai why create it will lodi pe baithe ho moongfali pheko aag mein popcorn khao aur aise ja ke so jao but i don't think that attitude is helping anyone hmm. uh and uh, I, i think i got a couple of mails from subscribers that i that, that that's not necessarily a healthy thing i i don't think it is unhealthy a i don't believe cutting bigots out of your life is anyone's loss and i think what happens is if you don't challenge this especially in groups it empowers them more so i would say that yes it is a reflection of a society and that's because the people who have values that are a little more humane are quiet because they don't want conflict or confrontation i don't think one should back down from that i think if you need to tell an uncle that you're a piece of shit you should be able to do that and uh, i mean you can choose better words uh, you know but what i'm saying <laughs> is that you should you should not pretend that oh i was looking elsewhere and hear that comment you should hear that comment say that's a shit comment uh-huh. and it's disgusting that you're making it in front of my 8 year old nephew next time don't come that's why it's very sad up doing this because they've always claimed that moral high ground uh-huh. they're different from other parties because they believe in principles and stuff mm. and now they, if they are going do this you are killing 
even if it's state sanctioned if you believe in death penalty let's say that's a legitimate form of punishment if you believe in that then you are killing you are extinguishing a life hmm. the bar of like you should exhaust so every possibility it's so casual yes not just say you give us a police and will and i don't think the police does this anyway hmm. because there's a process a different procedure and saying just give us the police will kill somebody that's like as good as mob lynching yeah yeah speaking of the delhi government uh, delhi polls gautam gambhir weighed in and because aap had held a press conference if gautam gambhir is against free services which benefits the poor he should surrender the free facilities including 50000 units of electricity that an mp is entitled to this is what sanjay singh said so gautam gambhir tweeted i have never said poor should not get free services only that people who can afford should be charged a nominal amount Of course, I'm not sure what that means. FYI, I have not taken a single government benefit in eight months, unlike your hypocrite CM who has been advertising himself at the taxpayers' expense for five years. Of course, this guy's answer, ne, you said that this is how much the prime minister has used to advertise himself. But this Gautam Gambhir said, I have not taken a single government benefit. He's such a buffoon. He had. A few months ago, tweeted that saying, "I have to make a living. That's why I did not attend that Haan, whatever parliamentary uh, committee meeting. Committee meeting, and I went to do this thing. Now he's saying I haven't taken a benefit. Yar, tu karna kya chahta hai? Tu MP banke legislation ya apni duty karna chahta hai? Agar tu wo nahi karna chahta, to fir tu commentator ban. Matlab, I think this guy is very dim. You know, I have a feeling that he talks more confidently because Lata Ji and all would not say anything." She spent how many time, years as a Rajya Sabha MP? Six years, I think. Six years? One, six one years. term, yeah. One, one term, term is six year. years. Okay, I, I thought she was there for longer than that because, uh, or you know, Sachin Tendulkar. At least you know they they don't speak. They don't speak. So you suspect <laughs> they are a little bit dim and clueless. This dude though is he has like us. He's waving a flag. you know gadha gadha tukde tukde gang no, i think what he meant he uh, he gives away his salary for some cause okay. think, uh, so then, he does that so but then why he doesn't he do not the job he's supposed to do he gets a salary to do a job so he should go do that job <laughs> anyway uh, i know also this whole discourse about freebies and stuff it's it's really disgusting even a country so, that's so desperately poor electricity healthcare schools these are services mm. these are not freebies right and if they are services they have to be universal because everybody needs them and if they are universal ideally they should be free yeah yeah absolutely and i think we've all we've discussed this we've all been benefited of some freebies or some um, you know subsidy at some point but it's quick how quickly we forget and we have the privilege of earning more like i i found it shocking and you know i don't want to take his name but when i was in school there was this boy who was a scholarship kid and um, every batch used to have 10 or 12 scholarship kids and uh, whatever you may say 100 things that are wrong about doon the fact is that it gave you access to areas which you never could so you know scholarship kids used to be you know he could be a, a station master's son or some of them the, the, from very poor background that that was even before it was mandatory that guy must be today making between 2 and a half to 3 and a half crores a year uh because he went to do and from there he was extremely smart because you have to be extremely smart to be able to get that benefit you know went on to do you know graduation went overseas on aid and he put a facebook post that who the hell do these genu guys think they are living off my taxpayers money and i thought it would be very nasty of me to comment but i really want to say fucker do you remember where you came from when you came to do in school how the fuck do you say this man you forgotten what You've benefited from did a Nikhil Nanda or a Sindhya say? Abey, our money is. Why are you studying? 
and all these guys got turned around and said suppose sindhya's father or nikhilanda's father or this madhu sadu the sardars who are in jail now all these doskos who have done our nation such proud <laughs> for us they had said yeah, we are all billionaires why are we paying for you you would not have been in the position to put that post on facebook today people forget where they come from man and also there's this uh, i don't know how this idea has come about that only people who pay income tax pay tax yeah exactly every single person even is paying tax yeah anybody who buys a bar of soap is paying mm. tax Mm. Every single person, and those taxes build the airports also. They build your roads also, on which you drive your like yeah. high-end cars also. I just think this. The, I think you know we need to really do an explainer on you know this thing. What they call merit versus reservation. It is privilege versus reservation. It is not merit versus reservation. Reservation is also merit. So it is privilege versus reservation, and. we really need to explain because i think this is a concept that most people even well meaning people haven't quite got in their head especially in this country merit is a code word for caste class and lots of like religious privilege yeah. gender privilege so uh, anything else we want to discuss before we wind up and take everybody's recommendations uh, piyush goyal Uh, Jeff Bezos was in town dressed like Anil Kapoor from Dhruv ki Rani Choro ka Raja I really liked his blue jacket please you have no taste yeah talking about the blue jacket I have no taste you the i believe right ranveer like ranveer singh or something that yeah. the, that is like another you are in love with dipika so we can't take your uh, <coughs> opinion here but at least i have taste i'd rather what do you think does someone who th- who thinks ranveer singh is hot does that person have taste you're just uh, this thing kya hota hai wo jealous envy jealous, jealous envy it's envy no, talking not your i'm not your... green because when we i'm green because i'm hulk <laughs> No, so uh, so Piyush Goyal, who until recently was in the headlines for saying that Newton uh, discovered relativity or Einstein discovered gravity, one of the two, I, I forget. No, what did he say? No, he said Newton didn't discover gravity. No, he said Einstein. They say that gravity discovered. Einstein, Einstein, Einstein discovered. Yeah. And then he came up with a correction which was wrong, and then he came up with a third correction which again was wrong. He wasn't getting why he was being mocked. Uh, has said that Amazon is not doing us any favors, which is rather rich from a country. whose economic status right now is inflation that is touching what 8% um in vegetables it's touched like 60% or something it's plus 7% huh our growth is below 5 so stagflation is what is being spoken about here and um matlab isko kehte chutspa hai na chutspa kehte na wo vishal ki film mein tha chutspa chutspa so on that But note on sh- that there was the vijay chauthe wale He's a BJP guy. I'll tell you exactly what he is. He's a scientist, manager, nationalist, and a friend in charge of foreign affairs department of Bharatiya Janata Party. And he's telling Jeff Bezos, but he's praising India and saying that India is dynamic and energetic. And he says, all this praise will not do. First, tell Washington DC to behave itself. This, um, sorry, Washington, Washington Post. Post, not Washington DC. Yeah. He did say Washington DC though. How so stupid! Even in, even he says, "Please tell your employees in Washington." Okay, he means Washington Post. No, even okay. in case of Amazon, the outburst is basically to appease uh, Swadeshi Manch. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, it's not. Uh, <laughs> But I'm amazed at how they think. I mean, this is the kind of, and this is what they do. The media here to just like tell mm. the owner, "Oh, you tell your employees to you know not talk shit about us." Right. Washington Post, I'm sure, is laughing at this right now. But Jeff Bezos is no angel himself. I know, but I mean, these guys are really. So before I wind up and give you my song for the hafta, a couple of emails. This is from Indrapreet Singh. He says, "Hi, DNL team. My name is Indrapreet, and I've been a subscriber for over a year. In hafta 257, the controversy around Faiz Ahmed Faiz's poem, "Ham Dekhenge," was discussed. 
It really surprises me how such an elite institution such as IIT Kanpur can miss out on common sense and context. The poem was well discussed in the hafta, but I would like to point out a shabad of Kabir's in the Granth Sahib. In brief, it's about idol worship. One verse says the following: Pati toro malini pati pati jiu. You tear off the leaves, O gardener, but in each and every leaf there is life. Jisu pahan kau pati tore so pahan nirijiu. That stone idol for which you tear off those leaves, that stone idol is lifeless. Here, Kabir says that the leaves that are plucked by the gardener to put the idol as symbolic gestures of no worth, the stone idol is lifeless. While Brahma, Vishnu, Shiva reside in leaves. This whole labeling of people on ideas as general term without context, just to cater to their base audience, must be called out. And lastly, I've heard this narrative in some Hindu and Sikh communities about how their religion is in danger. To which I just say that. Hundreds and thousands of years of struggle, oppression did not end your religion, and now you think a couple of tweets or statements will. Good luck. Thank you for your service. That's a very good reminder. And, yeah, the and Kabir uh, Dohas, and I think. And he's it. sent a link to the Shabad. Thanks, yeah. You know, I I love Shabads. Same here. The the, ah, the sound of that. That's the only thing which uh, brings you know some sense. Yeah. Of, uh, Even that the best respect. thing about Rangde Basanti was that Ekonkar Satnam. It was hmm. so beautifully done. Shurveer Singh, who Manisha had quoted in one of the earlier haftas, has written this. Manisha called me in the last hafta when defining centrism. I wanted to expand on what I meant in that email. We largely live in a post-ideological world. I agree, Shurveer. There are left-wing and right-wing positions, but there are no left-wing and right-wing people. If you bar the people who make careers out of being ideologues, a person would consider themselves left-wing or right-wing if they mostly take to left-wing or right-wing positions. Centrism is a more loosely defined ideology, but dismissing centrism as a political identity would be Denying reality. When I look at the people who self-identify as centrist, I find moderate left-wingers who want incremental change without destabilizing status quo, people who are mostly happy with the status quo, people who are just unaware of current affairs, and people who are socially liberal and fiscally conservative. Centrism is not an arithmetic mean of left and right-wing positions. It's a refuge for people who are dealing with an identity crisis. It's no less valid than liberal, conservative, left, right, or libertarian. All these political identities change their meaning according to the time and place they exist in. Lincoln was a centrist when it came to civil rights of black people. This doesn't mean that he wanted to free only half the people. That's farcical. He advocated for incremental progress and he got the votes to outlaw slavery by ensuring everyone that, that Lincoln does not believe in, in racial equality. Okay, I'm not sure what Shurveer means there, but anyway. By saying all this, I don't mean that centrists are all free-thinking politically and unbiased trailblazers. They have biases and blind spots. Everyone does. They are also on Twitter giving Mabehan ki gali to people they disagree with. <laughs> Thanks and regards, Shuri. Shuri has done I a reality Shurir check for centrism. I think Shuri can write a piece for us on centrism. This is a second letter on centrism. Maybe yeah, you could write Shurir an essay. I think we need an essay on an centrism. An essay by Shuri. Okay. Yes. And finally, Amar Akshat says, "Hey, I'm a subscriber. You guys discuss the misfortune of UP under Yogi rule." And how police has been falsely claiming that the victims of violence in the police force, 68 or so. I remember one of the previous haftas, Anand informed us that police won't reveal all the information until a judicial process or some formal process like the RTI. Given Anand's background of growing up in a police officer's home, I don't have a reason to not believe him. So, did you guys or anyone probe it further with the UP police and the RTI or similar mechanism to get details of the injured personnel? Your reporters did an amazing job connecting with the victims of the violence from the public. I would imagine if we follow a similar thorough route to obtain the information from UP police, then we can expose this beyond any what about tree. Amar, Amar, um, I. So we did try and find out. Uh, a, I don't think Anand is correct that 
police will only give information after a judicial probe because just to understand the politics of it in the middle of anti caa protests when like the gujarat cop who was injured we immediately had information that he was mobbed and he was injured and he was in a hospital and we knew who he was so when police is facing such a credibility crisis or is being attacked from all corners it will release if it has concrete data on the injuries its officers have uh, faced it will release concrete data and you will have arnab and z news and all played up in a very big way so i i think it's a bit naive to think that there are actually injured people and the police is just not talking if about it if it helps them they'll it release it if it like doesn't that. obviously they'll try and, to uh, give it under Jammu the wraps in jammu and kashmir when yeah. uh, you know this police van was circled and then they threw the officer into jhelum yeah. there was proper reporting on the fact that the mob you know took life of these officers so there is no precedence that police will not and talk also about and also one has to go by what is the motivation there is no motivation for the police to hide the fact that they were provoked i mean why would they want to hide the fact rti is used for something that they want to hide like the government may want to hide some corruption or inefficiency but if the government has been attacked by you know someone else and and it shows them in a sympathetic light there's no reason that you have to dig it out i mean they will advertise it in front page of papers also we did uh, we haven't filed an rti but i reporter ayush tiwari in in up one of the reports where uh, the police officer uh, claimed that he fired because he was brutally injured by one of the protesters we really asked them that we want to meet this guy but they've been constantly shifting so first they said oh he's in bijnor then they said oh no he's in the merit hospital and i checked this with an indian express reporter also who was there same thing when they were in bijnor they said wo merit mein when they reached merit they said oh wo to bijnor mein so it was just impossible to meet this guy and there are contradictory statements by the police given on this guy's injury so i think if there are 64 people i think they said 64 injuries 68 around here 68 i don't see any reason for why the police would not put out a list with the injuries but that one thing that the police has put out is that all the people who they arrested hmm. over 100 of them i think have been released with yeah. no they evidence said, nothing no they don't evidence. have like a shred of evidence there's this another story we did uh, where they said one of the people a hindu man was fired on he was shot during a protest and it was communally motivated we spoke to that person and turns out that was mm. not the case yeah so uh, before i leave you with the song uh, and we give you the recommendations for the week i just want to remind you to contribute to the nl sena project budget with vivek call go to newslearn.com click on nl sena and please help us raise the money so we can do thorough economic you know stories on on the economy also madhu will be interviewing katherine iban at quorum on Tuesday the 21st of January um so this will be i think we at 7:30 in the evening so do come uh, this will be on our social media so you can check it out and this week's hafta is going to be free because our migration is happening as we speak there's a new um, content management system that will make all these login issues part of history all these inefficiencies will go and over the next two months you'll see the design also slowly change become more user friendly and eventually we'll have our apps but to begin with it's just going to be the web at an efficient bug free and problem free exercise so i had promised this will happen let's get the recommendations and then i shall dedicate my song to our listeners and this new cms uh, so first anuradha what is your recommendation i have two recommendations and my recommendations are uh, where have 400 youth disappeared in kashmir since it lost autonomy by rayan nakash at uh, stories asia and the other is kashmir long road to press freedom by geeta sheshu at free speech collective 
Raman sir, your recommendation? Anuradha Basin's article in our uh, in News Laundry, uh, where she has chronicled Devinder Singh's life, and uh, I mean anybody who's new to this story, I think should go to Anuradha Basin's article. Huh. She has really, really explained it very well. And the second story again in of the News Laundry, I do not agree. Uh, this is a story about JNU, uh, where uh, you know the argue. There is a very interesting take on. Uh, Brahminical uh, left and uh, right, left and uh, fighting with Brahminical right. So whether the nation should, you know, pay any attention to this. So it's a very very interesting take. Though I do not agree with certain things in that article. So we have carried it in News Laundry. Hmm. So the two recommendations. Yeah, my recommendation is also sort of linked to it. It's an old piece uh, published in the Caravan. It's an uh, interview of Abzal Guru. When he was in Tihar jail, it's called Mulakat Abzal by uh, Vinod Jos. Okay. Mulakat. Yeah. Hmm. I'm going to recommend a two-part documentary series on Frontline called Bitter Rivals. It's basically about the rivalry between uh, Iran and Saudi Arabia and anyone who wants to get a crash course on Middle East politics and uh, the sectarian extremism there should watch it. I was very surprised how much of it is a Shia versus Sunni sort of a fight for dominance. And I really like this anchor, Martin Smith. Uh, he also did the Saudi uh, Prince, the Crown Prince documentary on Frontline. Frontline is a great uh, YouTube channel. You should subscribe to it. And it's publicly funded, apparently. Amazing that public funded stuff is making such Are you listening, Islamic listeners? Publicly funded. Oh, where is it based? Uh, public funded means the government pays for it. No, no, no. Public people. that people uh, fund it. And it's amazing journalism. And Martin Smith is one of the anchors. He's a documentary filmmaker. He takes like three years to make a documentary. And he's just has this really stoic face and he really gets his people talking. Like he's this anchor who's always quiet, but just manages to get everyone talk. Uh, so very interesting watch. Go for it. So I have three recommendations. One of them is our executive editor and colleague Atul's interview with Suresh Chivanke. That's how you pronounce it, right? Yeah. I get pronunciation, right? Who is the founder of Sudarshan News, this hate video broadcaster. Who I discovered before he became a thing. Yeah, you have done. You, you, you are like, he is the Madhuri Dikshit to your Subhash Ghai. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before anybody else had discovered potential, you had seen Ek Do Teen. So, uh, that is an interview I highly recommend. The other thing that I recommend is uh, Time Magazine's cover story. And it is accompanied by a video also. It's called Inside Jared Kushner's Unusual White House Role. It's rather long. I think it must be over 10,000 words, I guess. But it's a fascinating read. And when you read it, it makes you even more worried. The caliber of people who are calling the shots <laughs> in places that are like like the Middle East, you know, like US foreign policy. I mean, and, and what is interesting about this piece is that he has given access to the reporter and he's spoken about things. So obviously he thinks this will show him in a good light. And it just gives you an insight into someone who's that powerful, that rich, that connected can still be so tucha thinking is fascinating in, in human study. And the third is, the, it's not released yet, but it will be released on Monday. My interview with Manoj Tiwari that I thoroughly enjoyed. I think he's a really sweet guy. I think politics is full of people who are sweet, but they just become whatever politics makes them. Uh, so yeah, I I will have these I three recommendations. I also want to recommend a piece by a subscriber on our website, Raj Shekhar Sen. He wrote this long form oh, intense yeah, essay, How the Hindu Man's piece. Crisis of Masculinity Fuels Hindutva. It's something, it's, that incel argument that we've been right, talking about. Right. It's quite interesting. Read it. I mean, he's supplied some historical arguments also, except 
it doesn't explain why women support hindutva i think like, someone had women... written a piece on that uh, was it manu joseph or something who got a lot of flack for it but manu joseph is like 800 word of whatever this is like a long piece where it he's really it was over 5000 words over so 5000 yeah 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 so to around he really like 3000 words maybe you should write a second piece explaining okay women. raj <laughs> you can write the second piece yeah. uh, i would once again urge everyone to pay to keep news free because on the public pays the public is served when advertisers pay advertisers served i don't know whether you heard the Rajasthan Chief Minister Mr Ashok Gehlot's threat to news organizations that if you don't carry government news you will not get government ads if you read that and you're still wondering that why don't we get accurate news then all i can say is guys you can live in la la land because unless you pay that's a kind of threat this came from Mr Ashok Gehlot the biggest spenders are large corporations and governments who have the most to gain from reporting that does not uncover scams So if you think news platforms funded by them are giving you news for you then uh, I have a bridge I want to sell you over a river that doesn't exist in a country that has that Swami ji as its president or prime minister whatever the fuck it is Kailasa Kailasa So um pay to keep news free and and support independent media whatever platform you listen to this podcast on whether it's Stitcher or iTunes or Spotify We have our own website called newsline.com. We have videos, we have articles, we have reports. We have a really fantastic team of journalists and news professionals trying to do their work in public interest. So I hope you will support us. If you can't afford to pay, then do give us a high rating on whatever podcast platform you're on. It'll help other people discover us so that we can convert them into subscribers and they will also pay to keep news free. You can send in your feedback on contact at newsline.com. I repeat, contact at newslaundry.com in the subject line please write nl hafta you can give us your critique your valuable feedback and any other thoughts you want to share try to keep it below 300 words if you have any abuse to leave you can leave it on raman sir or manisha's twitter timeline uh, mehraj are you on twitter i am but i barely He's, use it yeah you have a shady profile on twitter shady right? oh, or shady <laughs> i've been telling him to fix it i did i did i you put did? in a picture okay. yeah picture because he has an anda so uh And finally even as we speak the site migration is happening we are facing a few hitches we are one week over we had hoped it would get over last weekend but by sunday we'll be testing the new website if it's working absolutely fine and monday everything should be tickety boo so those of you who are making fun ki main 2 saal se promise kar raha hu nayi site aayegi nayi site aayegi this song goes out to you hum nayi website lane wale hain ache din aane wale hain All the news laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.